Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. This is the proper way to start a, the, the, the series of talks, our first series. So welcome those of you who are joining. Welcome those of you who are in the house. We are starting a series of conversations called, called, help me out. I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't say that. So several years ago, several years ago, uh, this is like early on in my pastoral days, I was counseling with a student, college student, and she was telling me and talking to me and just processing out loud uh, her relationship with her mom. And, you know, I was early on in this. I'm, I was a rookie, I would say. And I just, like, I wanted to uh, be, uh, you know, affirming. I wanted to make sure that I was, like, really there with her. And I was like, yeah, I can totally understand. I can kind of see that. I know your mom. I can see that. I can see that. And I thought I killed that. I thought I did a great job. I was like, she was like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And I walked away going, I'm awesome. And I got a, I got a whole career in front, ahead of me. The next, the next day, this guy comes up to me and he goes, so, you think my wife is controlling? I was like, uh, I'm sorry, what, what, what? It was, it was the dad. Because that little college student, student, that little stinker, okay, went to her mom and here's what she said. Naeem thinks you're controlling too. And so the, so the dad hears it, comes to me and goes, yeah. So you think, you said, and I, you know what I said? I said, what? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't mean that at all, okay? I didn't mean that at all. Have you ever had that experience personally where you're like, you know what? Someone t- says, hey, remember, remember this, or, you, or accuse you of something, or just take what you said, and then in your mind, you're like, I'm not. I didn't say that. I, di- I didn't quite say that. The reason why I think this phrase is so important, because I think it creeps up into Christianity, like, I don't know if you know this, but there, there is such a thing as, cage, as, as a catchphrase Christianity. Like, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, your best catchphrases. I mean, you, you, you saw some of them. You know of some of them. What comes to mind? Like, what is your best one? You're like, the one that's like, you know, it's just easy to say. Let go and let God. Okay, some of you. Okay, obviously not Christians here. Okay, got it. I got, I got it. I got it. Maybe you're watching and you might be a Christian. I don't know. But there, there's a, how about this one? Um, uh, just g- give it over to God. Okay, guys, it's easy. This is easy. This is, this is easy stuff. I'm like, I'm saying two words and I'm, living, I'm, I'm like handing this to you. Pray about 
Okay, hello, hello. Some of you guys, God? No, no, no. So we've got these phrases. Today, I want to start off talking about a particular one. And here's why. Here's why. Because I think that so many of us have heard phrases like that. How we should, like, pray about it or let it go or just give it to God. Or today, I want to talk to you about the idea that God won't give you more than you can handle. Okay, so we've got all kinds of phrases. There's, there's another one. I, I'm not used to it, but there's one I've heard uh, people say, when God closes a door, he opens a... You guys know that? I don't know that one. I, don't, I know the simple ones, but not that one. There are so many. Follow your... Yes, not God. Follow, yeah, follow, follow your heart. There's so many. The problem, though, though, is that in moments where we really need to hear... Um, a word, like we need to hear encouragement. We need to hear that God is still with us. Sometimes good, well-meaning people, well-meaning people just give us that because they don't know what to say. And sometimes that becomes kind of our theology, maybe even a doctrine, like a sense of like, this is how I live my spirituality. This is how I walk it out. I just say these catchphrases or I live by these catchphrases. And friends, this is dangerous. Why? Because for some of us, and you know this, you've lived long enough to try to live out some of those phrases, and you've been sincerely, sincerely disappointed. You've been uh, just uh, disillusioned by the whole idea of, of all these phrases. You're like, I don't think it actually works. I mean, I like one that says, you know, the best is yet to come. Have you ever heard that one before? Like, I, I'm a positive guy, so I'm like, yeah, 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 better days are ahead. But then I have said that sometimes, and I'm like, I'm not quite sure if I can say that because someone in your family just died, right? I can't say stuff like this. So I wonder, though, I wonder that maybe, just maybe, like, the fact that you're waiting, like, you have a season right now, you're waiting Maybe you're a single adult and you're like, I don't know, is this ever going to change? Or am I going to live this kind of life? That's a serious, serious issue, right? You're wrestling with that. Some of us, you're like, am I, are, we, are we stuck in this kind of level of marriage? Or, is, or are things going to get better? Are my kids really going to like, come out of this? How's it, going to, how's it going to change? Like, God, are you aware that I'm in this situation that I, I, I don't know what to do. And so when you, when you and I live real lives, we need real words of Jesus. And I think that if we listed all your popular ones and all my favorite ones, I think Jesus would say, I didn't really say that. I didn't really say that. So let's jump in and let's talk about the, the big idea. The big idea to, today, the catchphrase of, of today is, God won't give you more than you can what? handle right we love that we love that but so how did we get that let me jump in if you got your bibles grab those if you got your phones grab those if not just look at the screens we'll put it up for you the first passage of scripture this is where it sort of comes from it's first corinthians 10 it says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience and god is help me out god is what god's faithful he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can what stand and when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. The word temptation in the Greek original is parasmus, which means a lot of different things. It means like trials, tribulations. It doesn't mean just temptation. 
It means so many things. I think good-meaning Christians have taken this and said, you know what, this is what the Scripture says, that God will never give you more than you can handle. So if you're going through something, just so you know, just so you know, you, are, you can handle it. You got this. You can handle it. And I would say, though, that even though that seems so nice to say, I have lived my life as a former Muslim coming to faith in Christianity and then wanting to be in ministry, being a pastor, starting a church, that throughout my experience, God always gives me more than, not, more than I can handle. Like there's always this sense of like, really, 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 I can't handle this. Like, I don't know if you know this, but we went through a pandemic. Anybody know that? Right, right, right. And what I wanted to do was, I just wanted to tell the world, hey, by the way, I know we're in COVID. I know it's all kind of a mess, but you know what? God will never give you more than you can handle. Could you imagine what would have happened? People, all kinds of emojis coming my way. Like, it's like, really? Really? Seriously? Seriously? Because what's what happened? What happened is, is that the pandemic hit and it was more than the world could handle. And then people lost their faith and then they lost their mind. Right? And we're still trying to get back, back to it. Like we're trying to get back to like being a little bit before like what we used to be kind of, kind of normal. We were never, ever normal. Come on, you know. But we're trying, right? It was so much more. So what does the scripture say? I think what it's saying here is that you're actually going to be handed over to some extreme things in your life. That God is going to lead you even through some things that are so much more than you can handle. That if you find yourself in serious doubt because of what's going on and the lack of God activity in your life, you're actually in a good place. You might think that Christianity is about God leading you into wide open spaces, which is true. But remember, even Jesus, when he start off, starts off his ministry, he is led by the Spirit to be tempted. Just look at that phrase. Like, look at the intention behind that. That there is a life that God wants us to live, and it's not a life that we can always handle. And so if you find yourself wanting to be a follower of Jesus, like if people out there are going, you know, I, I don't know what I believe, I'm not quite sure, because everybody is trying to figure out who God is. And I just want to say to you that this God who loves you, who's involved in your life, who is so interested and so concerned about what you're going through, is going to come across like he's ghosting you. He's going to come across like he's not interested. He's going to lead you into a place like a dark room and shut the door and he's going to walk out. And you're like, really? No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. And if you're like, no, 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 my God has never done that. Yeah, but you could, because you know why? Because you've never been courageous enough to actually go there. You've never really gone deep enough. You haven't really went after it because the amount of things that God wants you wants to, to, to have you experience, man, is beyond our imagination. It's beyond. Because I'll tell you what, it, the, 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 all the things, all the things that God wants of you and for you is going to require all of you, but no, no, no. It's going to require all of him. Like the things in your life, the things that you're going through, the things, the confusion in our lives, we have to remember if we find ourselves just alone and feeling like God's not with us, it's those moments where Jesus walks in and goes, okay, 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 
Now, I did talk about those moments. Now, those moments I did talk about. When your work is like beyond, you're like, I want to quit the world. I want to quit the job. I want to quit everything. When you wrestle with those kinds of thoughts, when you, that's the moment when you know that actually God is with you. And he might have just led you to this place. I'm not saying that, that our mistakes and our sin and our um, unwise choices don't lead us to places like that. But there are moments, friends. There are moments where God says, I need you to go through this valley. I need you to go through this dark season. I need you to go through the storm and never, and don't live your life trying to just avoid it. I'm the parent that says, I could stop and ha- remove all suffering, but I'm not going to do that. Because I see something more. So let's jump in. Let's jump in into a passage of scripture that I think will tell us and give us a, a different idea of what the life, this life of Jesus, this relationship with Jesus is all about. Like what he's really calling us to. And it's not God will, give, will never give you more than you can handle. It's not that at all. It's not that at all. Let's jump in. It's Matthew chapter 11. So Matthew chapter 11, uh, this is really interesting. Let me set this up. The context is, is that John the Baptist, anybody remember John the Baptist? Make some noise if you remember John the Baptist. Anybody? Okay, okay. Let's give it up for John the Baptist. Yes. Let's just, just, John the, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, who started baptism? No, he didn't. Okay. You're like, really? No. No, he started the Baptist church. Really? No, he didn't. No, I'm, all those are, those are two lies. And then one truth. Okay, so John, John was a guy who was his, was Jesus' cousin. He was the guy that prepared the way for Jesus. I mean, that was his, like, his business card, prepared the way for Jesus. You know, he was the guy in the desert. And if you know any of Jesus' stories, this is the guy who was in the womb, excited that Jesus was in the womb. If you know that story, I mean, the moms got together, and there was, like, leaping and joy happening. It, was, it, was, it felt like John, from day one, knew who Jesus was. I mean, he just did. In fact, he grows up, and if you know anything about him, he actually prepares the way, like literally goes out and begins to do certain things that Jesus would do. He begins to baptize people, he begins to do some miracles, and he begins to just let people know, and, this, and John is the guy who goes out in the wilderness, it seems like, and says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. John is also the guy who baptized the one and only who? Jesus. He baptized Jesus. Right? And John was like, what, what, I'm baptizing you? And Jesus is like, yes, you are. And he did it. And ba- Jesus was baptized. And if you know the story, you know, like, there's, there was, a, there was, a, there was all special effects, friends. There's like, right? There was like a voice from heaven. The, the Holy Spirit come, came and descended like a dove. And then, you know, uh, John was like, behold, the Lamb of God who what? Takes away the sin of the world. So if there was any dude, if any guy knew who Jesus was from the beginning, it was who? John. John is the guy. No one else but John knows. There was never a doubt. There was never a doubt in his speaking, and his preaching, that Jesus wasn't the Messiah. He always was like, he's the guy. He's the guy. And in fact, when Jesus starts walking into the scene and begins to do miracles, John steps aside. He steps aside. But what, what happens, though, he's done so much work. People know him, kingdoms know him, kings know him, that he gets into trouble. And so they put him in prison. They put him in prison because he said some things against politicians. And they put him in prison, and now they want to behead him. So there's a sentence on him, 
And so Jesus is now is, is on the scene doing all the miracles. John is in prison, and he's done all these things, prepared the way for who? Jesus. But he's in prison. So, and he realizes that Jesus is now, he's, 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 he's on the scene, which means he is not keeping it low-key that he was the Messiah. He is now doing some miracles. And he's doing some miraculous things, for sure. So then John goes, I need to remind Jesus where I am. Okay, so he gets his disciples because they know him, and he says, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. So Jesus is, um, so uh, you guys are doing some amazing things. I hear it's, it's, it's awesome, it's awesome. Thanks for visiting me. Where's Jesus? Oh, yeah, he's doing this, and he's doing that, and doing that. And so he goes, he goes, okay, okay, that's good, that's good. Okay, I need, a, I need to give him a message. Can you send him a message? You know, I can't really, there's no signal here, can't text him. So, uh, uh, can I, can, I, can I just tell you something and just give him this message, okay? Ask him this question for me, okay? okay? And this is the question. Let's just read this. And it says here, are you the coming one or do we look for another? In other translations, it says, are you the Messiah or, are, or should we keep looking? Like, he is your, one of your best friends. He, he's telling other people, hey, hey, ask him, hey, are you the guy? Are you the guy? Or should we, look, should we keep on looking? Why does John all of a sudden goes from, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world to, I don't know. Are you the guy? Are you the guy? You know what? This is classic. This tells us how we as humans, how our souls, how our minds, our hearts works. Because at one point, in one weekend or in one week, we are like, yes, Jesus, I'm going to sing the songs. I'm going to do the thing. Yes, 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 yes. Boom, you're in prison. God's ghosting you. And you're like, are you even real? Are you even real? So John's not saying... John, John's not saying that I, he, he's basically saying, so, so what's happening? If you are who you say you are, then what am I doing in prison? And why haven't you let me out? Because I know you've let out other people. Why, what is going on with me? Have you ever been there? You're like, you, you know you answered so-and-so's prayer, and I am so much better. <laughs> right? You thought that? I am so much better. What is wrong with me? I'm nicer. These people are not even nice. And, you know, they, and they pray, and before they pray, you know, it's like one-day delivery. Prime comes in, and they get it. For me, it's like coming from somewhere else. It takes a month. Like, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Have you ever had moments like that? Like, you, you read the scriptures. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Oh, so this is so good. This is so good. So good. And then you hit a moment. You're like, dude, I don't know anymore. I don't know me. How many of you during this pandemic was like, I don't know if you, are you, are you even, is this, I think globally people were like, I don't know if there is a God. Do you know statistically 30% of people left the church, like left Christian churches. They're like, I'm not going back. You know why? Because they were in prison. They were, they were, they were literally <laughs> quarantined going through all kinds of stuff and going, are you, are you the one? Are you the one? Or should I, what? Look for another. Should we just keep on looking? Because you're obviously not the one. And his doubt is contagious, right? 
the, the, the messenger, imagine it was you. He's like, you want me to ask him that? Because I remember a conversation where you were like, hey, this is the guy. And now you're asking me to ask the guy who told, you told me he was the guy, if he's the guy. <laughs> really? Did I get this right? Okay. So the, the, then this guy goes to Jesus and he goes, hey, so John wants to know, <laughs> he wants to know if you're the one. I mean, I think you are, but, I, but John said, anyways, so are you the one? So Jesus responds. Verse 4, he says, go and tell John the things which you see and hear. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. He says, hey, just go tell him this. Go tell him what you see. Go, 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 go tell him all the amazing things that are going on and have been going on. You know what Jesus tells him? He doesn't tell, he doesn't tell John, hey, I want you to stop doubting. Like, I want you to believe more. You know what he does here? I don't know if you noticed this. He tells him, hey, go tell John to remember. To just remember. Remember what I said I would do. Remember the things I have done. Remember. See, for some of us, we're going through some things, and the problem is not that you don't have enough doubt or your faith left. It's because you forgot. It's because when we wait long enough, we forget. Because we don't know. We don't know. We forget God's activity in our life. We forget God's promise in our life. We forget that he does truly love us, that he's in our lives. We forget that he has, now listen to me, we ha he has forgiven you of that sin. And he's, he's removed it. He's removed the shame. He's removed it. But you keep holding on to it because you have what? You've forgotten. You've forgotten. And he goes, I want you to go tell him this. Remember. Like, remember all the things. Like, tell him what you see. See, the things that he has seen himself. Go remind him of all of those things. I wonder if God is telling us today, hey, you're going through some things, and it is so much more than you can handle. So much more. I need you to remember, I am still that God. I'm still that God. Now, he, now the, next, the next statement that Jesus makes is the one that, I mean, it will shape your Christianity. It is. It definitely moves you from catchphrase Christianity to, oh, snap, Christianity. Okay? I said it. I know, that's a 90s reference, right? Oh, snap. Anyways, okay. Let me read it to you. Okay? Uh, help me out. Help me out. Verse 6, help me out. What does it say? Let's read it together. And, okay, let's go back to it. Oh, right there. Here we are. Okay. And he says, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. What? So Jesus says, Jesus says, go tell John what's happening. Tell him to remember all these things. And then he says, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Have you ever been offended by God? You, you know what, what he's saying there? Because that message was for John. Here's the translation of that message. John, I love you. I love you. I am still that guy. Remember, we would talk about this, and, and uh, we talked about the fact that I was going to do some miracles, 
that you were going to be used and you did some miracles? You remember that you healed people and, and I've healed people? You know we've seen amazing things happen. You know we're still, we're still the same people. You know I love you. You know our purpose. You know what I called you to. You know from the beginning. And when you and I got into a relationship, uh, I, I'm still committed to that. I still love you and I'm still that guy and I'm still that God. I love you, but I am not going to come and save you. John, I love you, but you're going to die. What? That's what John heard. I love you. Man, I love you. I'm not going to save you from this. And, and blessed, man. I just pray you experience this. I want you to experience this, 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 this shalom, this peace, this blessing. This, I want you to live. Like blessed is that person who's not offended because I don't show up. See, some of us have walked through darkness, have walked through storms. And because of that, we have been offended by God. You might think, and we might kind of want to go, I'm not offended. But you're grieving, and you have grievances. You have some things that you're like, why did you let this happen? You're like, I, I, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure. I, I, don't, I don't think so, I don't think so. Really? I think there are people, and I've had conversations with people, who, truth be told, you have not forgiven God, even though he has forgiven you. You've not forgiven him. And you're like, oh, names, do you need to, do, are we talking about this? I don't want to talk about this. Some of you guys are like, I'm going to stop watching because I'm tearing up here. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't forgiven him because he let so-and-so die. You prayed, 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 and man, you really did believe it was going to turn around. And then, and you you you've kept it in your heart. You you've kept that 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 abuse that happened early on in your life, and you've always like kind of figured out a way to get better and get healthy and all that. But deep down, you're like, but why did you let that happen? Can I just can you just tell me why did you let that happen? And don't give me uh, there's a reason for everything. Why did you let him do that to me? Why? See, those moments define us. Where we go, and when we, and when we go, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What am I going to do? Because I'm filled with doubt, because I thought you'd come and save me, and you, you, you're not. And then Jesus says, I just hope that you don't hold this against me as long as you live. I just hope you're not offended. Offended. In other translations, it says, I hope you don't fall away. And you know, and I know people that have fallen away. They're like, I'm done. I don't believe anymore. And Jesus is saying, I love you, but there's something more going on, and I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. And John is like, this is so much more than I can handle. And he was like, yeah, but I never said 
I never said that I'm only going to give you more than you can handle. I never said that. Here's what he did say. Let me jump right into this passage right here. In John 16, John 16, Jesus says this. Here on earth, you will have many what? Trials and sorrows. He's like, hey, in this world, this, this world, friends just being adults here, this world's going to suck. At times, it's going to be awful. This, this, this here on earth, I, I just need you to know this. Like, th- like this was not my intention. Like, like it was like, this, was, this, was, this wasn't my ideal plan here. Like, what you're experiencing right now, it was not my, like, I, cre- I created something, and I was like, that would, that would be awesome. But because of love, I, I, I had to give you choice because love only works if the other person chooses to love you back. So there's got to be this element of free will and choice. And I let you choose, and you, choo- you chose something else. And when you chose something else, it just honestly messed everything up. But even in the midst of that, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still with you. But, but you started something, and now I'm working through this to, to make sure you know that I'm with you. And in fact, I mean, there was a lost connection with humanity, and I sent a part of myself, the Christ, who the person is called Jesus, and he made a way and, and redeemed everything, and then I give you my spirit so you can connect with me. I'm trying to make earth better for you. But here on earth, on earth, you're going to have some serious trials. And I'm not always testing you. I'm not like, oh, let's see what happens now. Oh, let's, I'm, not, I'm just telling you, you're just going to have some trials. Because if I had my way, God would say, if I had my way, I would never tell you to pray, God's will be done. Because guess what? It's always done then. then but Jesus is like, no, 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 pray that God's will is done here on earth as it is in what? In heaven, because it's not happening here. It's not happening here. So on this earth, you and I will have many, many trials that don't make any sense. And then you'll have sorrows, like serious loss. You'll just, you'll, you just will. And at times you're like, this is, this is too much. I can't, have you been in a moment like, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. Praise God for Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can handle this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go and binge something. I don't, I don't, I just wanna read. Have you ever had a moment like, I just wanna leave reality? Anybody? Yeah, like, I just want, time out. I'm gonna, can you just pause this thing? Like, what's going on? When sorrow takes over, and it's, it's, it's not like a surface sorrow, it's deep, man. It's deep. And for me, I know that I've, I've carried some loss during this past several years. And I'm not really great at processing. Like I feel it in the moment and I'm la and all that. And then it comes back around six months later. I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I crying at this Disney movie? Like what's going on? It's a cartoon. What, have you ever heard of that? I'm like, okay, just appease me and say yes. Thank you. All right, yeah. It's like, what, what's happening to me? Because there's a sorrow that was in my soul 
because of being on what? Earth. And then he says, but, 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 but. Let me tell you what I did say. Take heart. Be courageous. Be brave. Be, be brave. As you go through this, there's no way I'm gonna protect you from this. Okay? Now, I, I protect you from a lot of things. You don't even know. There's a whole supernatural world going on. I will protect you from a lot of things, but I need you to be strong and courageous. I need you to take heart, not lose it. I need you to take heart. I need you to remember. I need you to feel that feeling. And the only way you feel that feeling is you recall that feeling, that, that moment, and you take heart. You encourage your heart because you need to take heart. Because here's why. Here's why. Because I, I have what? Overcome the world. Like I've overcome this. I have done this. So, so I promise you this. I promise you this. I'll never give you more than I can handle. I'll never give you more than I can handle. If I couldn't overcome it, you're never going to experience it. You're never going to experience it. But I have overcome this. So what if the whole idea of like God that was, wouldn't give you more than you can handle is not even true anymore? What if he says, no, 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 it's more than I can handle? And what I have for you is going to require, what I have for you in your life is going to require, not you, is going to require all of me. The problem is, are you going to be willing to have and experience all of me? Like, will you do that? Will you do that? Will you experience all of me? Would you let me into your deepest fears? Would you let me into your deepest insecurity? Would you surrender some stuff to me that you're like, I'm holding on to this? And for a lot of us, it's stuff, like stuff that you want to just hold on to. It's finances, it's money, it's stuff that makes us, gives us security. You know this and I know this. People hold on to it. And I get it because we've been through a pandemic and everybody's like, just protect what's yours, man. Protect, protect. And we're into that. And I get that. But there's this false sense of security. Because for some of us, yes, yes, you are not going to ever have enough money to be, to feel secure. Because there's always one and one be more. There's, you're not going to have enough time to go, you know what, I just, I just need to have a better schedule to give you peace. You're just not, it's, that doesn't exist in the world that you and I live in. So what is God saying? Hey, hey, hey. I have so much for you. I want you to experience so much. But it doesn't require all of you. Because, see, that's a catchphrase. That, that means it's on you. But, but if, it was, if, if it was all of you, then yes. Then, then the whole idea of like, oh, God will only give me more than I can handle. But here's the deal. That whole theology, that whole idea, let's put that aside a little bit and go, okay, hold up. Hold up. That doesn't fly. That doesn't work, really. God gives us so much more than we can handle all day, every day. I mean, come on. Any parents in the house, right? You're like, holy, what is going on? Right? Every stage of the game. I mean, I'm so, I'm so thankful for our volunteers here. I was talking to Ryan. Ryan is upstairs. He's doing the switch. Like the, if, you, if you ever see the cameras switch uh, shots, he's calling the switching. He was at the ER. Did he just do that? Did he just, he just did that. Thanks, Ryan. 
he was uh, he was at the hospital with his firstborn until uh, four o'clock in the morning, and then came here at like eight o'clock. And it was you know they're, 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 it's baby's fine, everything's okay, but this is, it's their first child. It's their first child, so everything's you know obviously you're so you know scared. You know by the time you get to the third and fourth, you're like whatever, just just deal with it. <laughs> eat eat dirt, you'll be fine. You know like like. But the first one's a big deal. Big deal. Was it more than they can handle? Yes. Does it feel like that in moments? Yes. Of course. Of course it does. So, so what if we today decided we're not going to be offended by God? We're not going to be offended by God. What if we today, I know it sounds so strange to say this. What if you forgave God today? And for some of you, like, that's heresy. Or that sounds weird. Well, forget what it sounds like. Let's just get to the core. Are you holding a grudge against him? Has he ticked you off? Has he upset you? Has he done and allowed certain things where you are like, um, could you go ask him if he's the one? Because I think I'm going to look for someone else. I think Buddha is nice. Buddha is, yeah, he doesn't make a lot of promises, just sits around, it's all good. I'll just, I'll just go with that, right? What if, though, today we moved away from this catchphrase theology and moved into people going, blessed are those who are not offended. What if you decide today, God, you can give me more than I can handle all day long, and I'll tell you, I won't be offended. I won't be offended. You have every right. You have every right to do whatever you want. Because I want it all. Like I want to live my life to a point where I can't even explain some of the experiences I have. I want to live that kind of story. A life that's so irrational. That's so over the top. That's so like filled with some amazing things. And I'm not talking about a, a famous life, friends. I'm talking about just these moments of divine um, uh, interactions. I'm, not, I'm talking about moments where things come together and you impact someone's lives and you could have not figured this out yourself. I'm talking about those kinds of moments. What if you said, God, I want to live that kind of life. I want all of that. Well, then all of that is going to require all of him. And today we get to surrender. We get to do that. And this is what he said. I'll never give you more than I can handle. Why? Because in this world, you, have, you will have trials. You will have sorrow. People will break your heart and, man, and damage your soul. But, but, be brave. Keep going. Because I've overcome the world. I've done that. Let's pray that over us. Can we do that? Lord God, I thank you for this conversation. I thank you, Lord, that we can be people who move out of catchphrases that just superficially smooth things over for us to real words that you said that penetrate deep into our souls. God, I know there are people who are so offended and so disillusioned by God that, that God, that they're thinking of walking away. 
God, we have friends who have walked away. Basically saying, I don't believe this anymore. I'm going to keep on looking. God, I pray that in this moment, if we are those people that find ourselves just questioning, God, are you, are you still here with me? Do you even care? Do you love me? Do you, are you concerned? Do you even see me? God, I pray that we would feel that right now by the power of your presence, God. God, in this moment, as people are listening or hearing, whenever they are right now, God, there would be a sense, a rush of your presence within our physical bodies right now. That your spirit will remind us that you love us. You're with us. You created us. God, also for the ones who we know in our lives who are seemingly walking away, they're like, God, let this person die and God, let this happen and I'm done with him. God, would you use us as instruments to go and remind them, hey, the deaf still here. The lame can walk. Man, the, the gospel is preached to the poor. God is still doing miracles. Would we go and tell them? And Father, I pray for those of us who have been offended, who've walked away, that today would be the, the day where we would come back to you. And today would be the day that we would say, Jesus, I'm going to give you all of me. All of me. The dark spaces, my finances, my parenting, my singleness. I'm going to give all that to you. I'm, I'm going to give you my, my career, my purpose, my dissatisfaction, my addiction. My, 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 God, I'm going to give you my, my drinking. Like just the stuff that I do to, to just compensate. God, I'm, I'm going to give you, um, God, I'm going to give you my d distractions that I just try to want to entertain myself just because I don't know how to deal with the loss. God, I want to give you my bitterness. I want to give you my cynicism. I want to give you all of those things. Would you come in and take them? Show me how you have overcome the world. Thank you for that, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.